to the latest edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. Simon isn't with us this evening, so I'm hosting. Uh, we've got two Adams in the studio and a Paul. How you doing? How you doing there, Paul? All right. Adam Pendlebury out walking your dog whilst recording a podcast. Yeah. That's the first. I'm trying to multitask as best I can, and I'm not very happy tonight because I've gone from being normal Adam to old Adam. Yeah, and that's just leaked it. We've got the return. Yeah. Of Adam Convray, how are you doing, Adam? Long time no see on the old pod. Yeah, no, it's good to be back. Um, things are a lot rosier, aren't they? So, um, yeah, I'm sorry about having to, uh, you having to be called old Adam again. They, they are looking a lot rosier, even though we're sitting 23rd in the table. Yeah. With just seven games left. Off the pitch, off the pitch. Off the pitch. <laughs> off the pitch, indeed. Just a quick quick look back at Pompey. We'll not, we'll not dwell on it. The stats, I mean, the biggest stat for me was the fact we had 14 attempts at goal and only one on target. That sort of let us down again. They scored with a worldie, and that's about it, really, for me, coming from that game. Anybody want to put anything else into it? Yeah, I think, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. It was just, it was just that quality, wasn't it? That, that, that last pass, that last finish that we're just missing. And you could say we've seen it too many times this season, haven't we? And, you know, you do expect it, but it's it's getting up to a point now where, yeah, you know, you can look at Pompidom, the team that's flying, the fourth in the league. It's it, these. Are, this is probably not the game. We've got some big games coming up now. We we we've got to find that clinical side of us, haven't we? My view would be that again, you know, we played some good football. We created the opportunities to get chances, but rather the final ball or the actual finish itself was just not not good enough on the day, but we defended well. I mean, how many times would you concede a goal like that in this level? You know, he's it, just whacked it from, whatever, 35 yards and it's gone in the top corner. Really, you can't say we didn't deserve at least a nil-nil from the game because we defended well. And yeah. I thought we could we controlled most of the play. It's just that, you know, we, we just didn't create those what I would say, clear-cut chances. And a lot of that is to do with the final ball. But what I would say is promising for us. I thought Otterbar had his best game since uh, he's come back from injury. So if he can keep that going, I think we've got a chance. Because I think I think he's above this level. And he's one of the few that we've got that is above this level. I, I agree it's had nil-nil. It was one of them, wasn't it? It was a Charlton, it was the Gillingham. And, and now it's the... Uh... The Portsmouth, it had nil-nil written all over it and we ended up losing 1-0. One of the, one of the things, disappointing things to come out of it for me was uh, the injury to Callum Lang. Now, if it is concussion, and for me it looked like concussion, uh, he's going to be out for 10 days, which doesn't sound a lot, but with three games in those 10 days, and he's quite possibly our, our main threat at grabbing a goal. Have we got, have we got, is it three or two? Because that, I can't work it out. Right, so we miss. He'll obviously miss uh, Doncaster. He'll miss Sunderland. But would would he miss the one after that as well? Is that is that within ten days, or is that? Oh, I thought that would be over ten days. The third game. Well, your yeah. maths is uh, as good, about as good as mine. So I, I, I'm like you. I, I don't really know, yeah. but it, I know it was mentioned. Days, if it's ten days from the time it happened, then we should be it should be just two games. If we got one midweek next week, yeah. So I mean, I did not not to not to challenge the horse, but I'm just worried about the Wigan Athletics uh, mentality at the moment, <laughs> the pessimism. 
And if we can only have him out for two games, then that means we have him for the remaining. Trust. I mean, we've got five after that. Yeah, yeah but I knew, I mean, what, you lose one hero and a, a new hero steps forward. So even if he is out, we might have somebody filling that void. Right, okay. Um, this week I've had the pleasure of speaking to one of Latic's more famous supporters, shall we say? Ken O, Sean Kennedy. And we've been talking about, we've talked about the Portsmouth game, we've talked about the new owners and, you know, what, what we're going to do going forward. But most importantly, we've spoken about some songs that he's got in the pipeline. So let's just have a little listen to mine and Sean's conversation. Right, I've got with me for a quick chat, none other than Sean Ken Kennedy. How are you doing, Sean? All right, pal, you okay? Yeah, doing really well. Good times? Belting times now, mate, innit? We can all relax now and look forward. But Monday against Portsmouth, a little bit disappointing, did you think? Well, I think we played well. I think I think we're playing well in a lot of games. It's just it's just that final third, isn't it? It's been a confidence in the other end. I think we have to like 14 shots, but none on target. We're doing all the right things, but just not at that last the last part where it's more important. Yeah, it's just a little bit of quality in the final third, like you said. Yeah, like like, 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 this little bit. Especially like with Massey injured as well. He's a a big name for us. So it's like him on one side and Ottomo on the other. I I think he was fantastic yesterday, Solomon Mm. Ottomo. He's having painkilling injection into that player. Freedom of Wigan, that lad. I hope we sign him permanently. Yeah, there's a a few. There's a few lads like like, keep. Well, he's, he's definitely one. And George Johnston as well, all that looks of him, me. 100%. I heard your podcast, podcast last week about that tackling made on uh, Darnell Johnson, wasn't it? It's all we want, you know, it was Wigan. Just, just see a bit of commitment, a bit of fight. As long as we know we've been at there, give 100%. That's all we ask for, isn't it? He was a superb tackle. And he's out of contracts as well, so he's free. Be a free signing. Yeah, so hopefully we can stay up. You might think, you know what, we're going places now, obviously with takeover and all that, so hopefully mm. we can swear in for stay. So that's what I was going to ask you next, that, Sean. What, do you think we will stop up? I know it's going to be tight, but do you think we can do it? You know, I'm one of them, me's, I always look negative, me, just in case, but I, I do think we will stop up. I do think we will do it. Like We're more than capable of going to Doncaster and hitting them for four. You know what I mean? So it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me in one bit, not, not being able to score for a couple of games and then just go and wallop someone at weekend. The only worry think, for me is uh, how, how serious that injury to Lang is, whether he's going to be out for any length of time or not. If it's concussion, go end up missing three games, you know, three ten games, days, yeah, three games. Well, he, he wants to come back on, you say, but obviously, doctor, you have, you have to take doctor advice and you say, come on. I think it might go down to that last game, Swindon at home. I just I just wish if it does go down to that, I wish we could be in. Obviously, we won't be in ground for every game, but obviously, that more than ever, that last game, just give them that last little push that they deserve. <sighs> I hope it doesn't go into last game, but it quite possibly could do, couldn't it? Imagine nerves. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> there were a few few drinks sunk to kind of them, kind of them nerves, weren't there? Yeah, it's a couple of crates gone, yeah, before game. New owners, I know you've made a bit of a splash with them, uh, with your songs and that. Uh, what what do you make of them? I'm just buzzing with them. It's obviously, we can, we, can honest, we can finally say now it's done. It's no more what ifs or it's not going to happen or coming home from work and checking your phone every hour in work and checking computer. It's just, we're done now. And they, they seem, obviously, we're seeing Talal on, on Twitter. I personally didn't think it was, he, when I did that video, I put it on, I tagged him in and I thought, this is someone taking a mick out of us like this. And probably just laughing at me over, over him. But obviously when he did that video and he said, yeah, it is my Twitter. It's just all positive from him, isn't it? Positivity, that's all we need. And like I say, he's brought a good team in behind him. But Luke after all that club level way, but it's just all looking positive, isn't it? Which is it's what we need. 
Yeah, it's brilliant. And uh, uh, you're talking about your songs. Uh, I mean, obviously, Will Will Grigg on fire. That was like, I mean, you were worldwide with that, weren't you? You, yeah, you yeah. were famous with that one. But it was brilliant. I mean, it captured everything. That it was a it was a buzzing song. The words were brilliant. What you put to it, it, it did it did go viral. But have have you got anything in that bottle? Do you think you've got something that can do as good or something in the pipeline? I'd love I'd love to do one for him. It's just finding the right one. There's one. Uh... It's a Venger Boys one called Brazil. Uh, I'm singing it. I, I think I put a bit. I think I'm gonna, I know how to put it on Facebook or Twitter. I don't know, but I put it on like and a lad put. I can just see that singing all around ground. Just singing basically. It's repeating his name, but it's it's the tune what it's in, and it, it just it just fits there well. But I, I I am gonna look into doing a proper one, lads. They deserve it, don't they? If, oh, they do. They just, yeah. they just saved us from from brink, can't they? Yeah, they do. And uh, I was talking to Ash Orton the other the other day. He's the for those who don't know, he's the media manager at the Latics and, and Mal Brannigan as well. And I know you sent some videos in, Sean, uh, when uh, they asked for, you know, stuff to be sent in to inspire yeah. the team. Yeah. And they said they absolutely loved them. So so what, what was there anything special in there? I think I think most of them, was, I'd, had a, I'd had a couple of drinks in them, so they probably didn't, they probably couldn't play them all, if I'll be honest. But I just thought, I'd had a couple of drinks when I sent them in, because I thought, I can't go to the ground. I'm sending them some videos. It was a couple like uh, where they had party hats on and well, disco ball and all that stuff. I just thought I'll send them in because the first ones I've come up across from my phone. So I thought send them in see if they get played. But if I sent if I sent six in, I don't think five would have been played. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Well, uh, can I just say congratulations to Ash and his partner on the uh, baby being born. Brilliant news, isn't it? Yeah, little yeah. Arthur Arthur Orton. That's a strong name, isn't it? You can see him playing yeah. for Athletics twenty years. Centre half. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was centre half, Arthur Orton. Centre half name, innit? Just get him in, yeah. We're stopping up. You know what? I'm, I'm more than confident in what, I'm, what I normally am. I think it's just with this booster, new owners coming in, I think all players will be given that. They was already given all, they're all anyway, but now they're probably thinking, hey, look, we can play for another, con- we can get a contract here. We can get tied down to a club, what's like a family club. And you know, all, obviously, all, all fans are always behind them, whether it's on Twitter or down ground. So, yeah, I do think we will stop up, yeah. I'd have to say a massive thanks to you, Sean, as well, for your videos. Uh, they're highly entertaining. They're, they're superb. There's, you know, there's not, they're not malicious at all. They're, they're lifted the spirits of everybody. Yeah. And it's it epitomises the club that, obviously, with, with the Grig one, that, you know, you made that our, our theme tune, so to speak. So I hope you get your thinking cap on and get this. Uh, I've not, I can't remember Brazil by the Venger Boys, to be honest. So I'm going to have a listen to that. Well, I'm hoping uh, you're going to come up with another another top top twenty eight for us and, and get us buzzing because we need it now. We're all up there, and I tell you what, Sean, if we do go down, we'll have some fun next season in League Two, and we. Oh, we'll have some away games there. What there, what there is there for us to go to? There'll be some blinders, wouldn't there? I did the bare rainy men one. So obviously to to rainy men that went off on Twitter, but it's just I've, I've not got no other words to that. So whether I look at that and. Because uh, Caroline Molyneux, you know, from Supporter Club, she said she sports a few of them, and they said they want they want to hear that singing at ground. So obviously yeah. we can get that going, and whether we get some more or what, I don't know. Yeah, was that one of yours? Tawal to the theme, uh, the tune of uh, Amarillo. Tawal, yeah. la, la, la. that was one of yours, wasn't it? Yeah, I did that one. Yeah, yeah, I like that. that I had a, a few drinks as well then, so it might not have come across proper. Well, that was one of my favourites. I know, I know, you're gagging for your tea. So thank you very much for joining us on this week's podcast. Give us a, a, a prediction for Saturday, Doncaster away. three uh, one away win. We'll give we'll, we'll let them score. We'll let them score first thinking they're going to win and then we'll turn it on. 
Well, Brazil, I'd never heard that song before, Adam. It's a great... I, I hadn't heard it before, but um, me and Thorpe before decided to just listen to it together and we, we got emotional. We were just dancing around the room listening to it. It's a beautiful song. I would say it's up there with some of the greatest songs like Bohemian Rhapsody, Chesney Hawks, I Am The One And Only. So, You're speaking for yourself here. Thorpe, you said it... You said, Thorpe, you said it was catchy. It, it it is a bouncy track, and it, you can you can uh, get the feel of the stand singing it. And we've had the pleasure of speaking to our CEO this evening, haven't we, lads? Mal Brannigan, and he's uh, had quite a bit to say, and it was all very positive. Does anybody yeah. want to comment on what he said? Obviously, what what you read in the papers is always a good thing. Uh, I mean. You, you always try and, especially if it's reported by uh, Kendrick, you'd like to think that everything there is positive and accurate and everything like that. But you always want to speak to him yourself just to get a flair. I know you spoke to him before, Barry, already, but I like the guy. You know, I thought he came across very well. He's quite humble. Uh, he's quite open about things. And clearly he's intelligent. He understands what a club who's languishing between League One and League Two needs to do going forward, as it stands at the moment. Obviously, the proof of the pudding is in the eating, but what he's actually saying, uh, and to an extent what he's already doing, some of the things he's already doing is really positive. So, yeah, I think it was a really good meeting. And I like the fact that it wasn't just the usual suspects on the, you know, tonight you got, there were so many people there across all fan groups, all demographics. I think that's very important that it's not just a clique at Wigan. You know, it's not just the progress with Unity or the pie at night. It's 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 everybody. Everybody was there. You know, everybody. It was a really good spread and everybody asked the questions and Ash chaired it brilliantly. And yeah, I'm feeling very positive after that uh, Q&A this evening and I'd like to tell the Latix fans who are listening tonight, we've got a good future ahead of us. Right. And I'll just uh, quickly, you know, go through some points that he raised. I mean, one of the things he said, he, he spent the last 25 years working in football administration. Uh, so he's got a lot of ex- experience. Uh, when asked about what he considered to be a, a success for the club over a five-year period, he said, and a step to become an established championship club. Uh, he said that on quite a few quite a few uh, interviews he's done. He, he did say that they're in process of recruiting a commercial team at the moment uh, so that they can start to bring in revenue from sponsors, shirt sponsors, etc. He, he did say also that we've got a clean slate with kit manufacturers, all the, all the commercial stuff at the ground, uh, all the contracts are null and void due to administration. So, in a way, that's a good thing. Everybody, can, Everything can be renegotiated. Uh, we, talk, we spoke about season tickets, and he said he'd like to add value to those season tickets, whatever that means. He, he, you know, he, he didn't disclose, but it was quite interesting to see that. That is, they're looking to uh, add value to, to, to our season tickets that we get. He, he talks about trying to bring in a, some new innovation where you, know, you can have your season ticket on your phone and there's readers... Uh, outside the ground. He mentioned uh, working with Liam Richardson. Uh, he was pushed whether, you know, we was going to keep him or not. And all he'd say on that was he would like to work with him going forward. 
no, whatever that means, we can read into that, whatever we want. And he said he's also going to be working closely with Tom Flower, not only for the community trust doing worthwhile projects, but hopefully increasing our fan base. Is there anything I've missed there that you can think of? Um, I've One thing I picked up on was the bit where he was asked about staff coming back that had been laid off. Um, and I thought he answered that particularly well in the sense that some will be coming back uh, where they can, where they can add value. Um, but some of the roles won't just basically won't exist anymore because they holdovers from Premier League and from um, Championship roles. But I thought it was good yeah. that they bring back who they can. And I, I just wanted to come in briefly to say that um, fitting in with what Barry said, but the excellent question you asked Barry about the five-year plan and this championship return, this championship return seems to be well within the uh, five-year plan, which is really, it's really positive to hear that it's sensible because if you look at it, there are clubs like Wickham Wanderers and Rotherham who've come from, if we do go to League Two, they've come from that position and then got into the championship and they've tried the best to work with the resources that they have to stay in the championship rather than maybe rolling the dice and gambling. So I think a five-year plan, great question, Barry, and a, and a fantastic answer as well. I'm feeling very confident after that. Doncaster Rovers on Saturday were away. Their form isn't the best at the moment. They've, they've lost Darren Moore, the manager. He's gone over to Sheffield Wednesday. Um, they've Lost, drawn, lost, lost, lost. The last five, so that's four defeats and a draw. The referee for the game, Alan Young. It's the first time he's refereed the Latics this season. Alan Young's card watch is 27 games, 112 yellows, two reds and four penalty awards. A little thing about Alan Young as well. Alan Young, in his career as a Football League referee, in, in two and a half seasons, has refereed 91 games. In that time, he's issued 405 yellow cards. He averages 4.2 per game. And out of those 91 games, there's not been any game where he's not issued a single card. Alan Young, the referee for Saturday. Adam Penglebury, have you got Adam's asks lined up? And it's Dean this evening. And uh, Dean is um, an SLO who I was very interested, uh, he said that he loves having a pint with the Wigan SLOs before the game. Obviously, that's something that he's missing out on at the moment, but he's given us an excellent overview uh, of the game. Yeah, I definitely re- recommend that you, if you haven't already done so, that you follow him. He's on uh, at SLO underscore DRFC. And over to you, Dean. Hello everyone, I hope you're all still keeping safe and well and thank you for inviting me back on the podcast. Um, I've been asked a few questions ahead of this Saturday's game, so here we go. Question number one, my overall assessment of the Doncaster Rovers season so far, what's gone wrong in recent weeks and was losing Darren Moore a big factor? So the season started off very promising, um, coming up to Christmas and into the um, and through January we were in and around the playoffs um, with with games in hand on many of the teams above us and there was a very, a very, very good possibility that we could have gone into the automatic places but unfortunately we seem to have gone the wrong way. Losing Darren Moore was, um, it was a bit of a shock to to the club um, 
we you know we kind of sold us the dream that he was here for a very long time but that that wasn't meant to be and unfortunately he departed to go to Sheffield Wednesday it was a loss um but with Andy Butler who's coming to take charge um, for the time being, he's a Donny lad. He's played for us for many years, so I think many many fans th- saw it as a um, as a good appointment. He has been managing the the women's team at the club, so it was an easy fit for him just to take over the reins. Unfortunately, so far it's not really been working out for him. Um, but I think everyone, you know, really does hope Andy can turn it around. He has got the job, so the board say until the end of the season, um, and in this. In this strange uh, and um, complex season, there's many games still left to go in such a short period of time. So there is still time for him to turn it around and for us to get back into the playoffs. Although losing Darren was a big miss, I would say the biggest loss for us this season was losing Ben Whiteman in January. Um, He went to sign for Preston. Um, He's a very influential player for us. Um, And I know many fans, including myself, were disappointed to see Ben go. you know, he he was a big, big player for this club, and unfortunately, he made the decision that he wanted to leave and go to Preston, um, and there wasn't too much the club could really do about that. Question number two: uh, What players um, are key to look out for? Young Matt Smith playing in centre midfield. He's on loan from Manchester City. Um, is a full Welsh international. Um, is a very, very good player, and he he came in. Although he was here when Whiteman was playing, they played alongside each other, he has kind of taken over the Whiteman role as a very influential player in the midfield. He, he likes to create things um, and hopefully he can do the same on Saturday. And at the other end of the scale, you've always got to look at James Coppinger, 17 seasons with the club. Um, his last season, so he keeps saying, um, although there's a few hints that he might be staying around for a bit longer. Um, he's come back into the team under Andy Butler um, with limited opportunities he had under Darren Moore and he's really staked a claim to keep his place 40 years old now but he is still one of the fittest and one of the best players on the pitch. How is Reese James doing? Um, Reese has had a very good season actually. Um, although he's a left back he has scored seven goals and he has played every position I think apart from goalkeeper yet. Um, he, he's been a he's been a big player for us this season. Um, he's been a utility man and he's had a fantastic season. He's got to be shooing at least for a player of the season coming the end. Which three teams do I think will go up? I think Hull and Sunderland will claim the top two places. Um, and I think Portsmouth will go up through the playoffs. Um, I think the appointment of the Cowley brothers at Portsmouth is going to be a big boost for them. There's two very good managers and I think they'll help them uh, get over the line and get up through the playoffs. And which four do I think will go down? Um... Rochdale, Wimbledon, Northampton, I think will be the bottom three. Um, For the last spot, it's a tough one. Uh, Obviously, you know, you guys are down there with Northampton and Swindon and you you guys play Swindon on the last day, so that could be a decider, really. The winner stays up. But looking at the running of the clubs, um, I think you guys might have enough to survive. So I'm going to go Northampton on that one. Uh, most memorable game against Wigan. Uh, the first time I remember Rovers playing Wigan was an LDV Trophies game, uh, which Rovers won 1-0 thanks to Mark Albrighton. Um, and I think Neil Roberts played in that game for you. And later on in that season or the season after, he did actually sign to us. Um, he was a very good player. I, I always liked Neil Roberts. My earliest memory of visiting the DW Stadium... Um, 
I think it was a Tuesday night and we were 2-0 up at half-time and we ended up drawing 2-2. I think Elliot Bennett scored a 93rd minute winner. Um, but the last time we actually beat you guys was a 3-1 win at the Keepmo. Um I think it was in, in 2016 um, and Andy Butler, who's now our manager, uh, scored two goals that day. And Andy Williams, not the singer, um, he scored the third. My prediction for Saturday... It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a very tough game. Um, my heart has to say a Rovers win, as it always does. My head, don't always agree with my heart. Um, I'd take a draw now, definitely. If you offer me a draw, I, w- I would take that. Um, I wish you guys all the best. I, I hope you do stay up. I do hope next season uh, the two clubs can face each other again. Um, I always enjoy my visits to the DW Stadium. Uh, I always en- I always enjoy meeting up with uh, your SLOs. Um, we always have a good laugh uh, and a pint before the game. So uh, I do hope you guys stay up. So I wish you best uh, for the rest of the season, um, as long as it all starts after Saturday. Thanks, guys. Take care. Madam, what did you make of that? Uh, very interesting. Uh, he, about the change of manager, that he didn't think that that was really the reason that they've started to struggle. You just said it was maybe a personnel issue. They lost a couple of key players in the January. Um, and he said he, was, he thought it was more that than the change of manager. And I think Butler is seen as a bit of a Doncaster legend. He went he went through one of his favourite games against Latix uh, in 2016, a game that I remember well. I don't know if, if the panel here remember it as well, but we lost 3-1. Um, I remember Will Grigg scored just before half-time. We lost 3-1. Butler, the manager, scored. But I think it was more famous for the journey home because even though we're in the middle of April, we had a massive snowstorm on the 62 on the way home. I think last time we played them were, I'm pretty sure Adam would have been there. I don't know if you were, Barry and Paul, but uh, when we won 1-0, that was like my kind of... uh, Redemption, really, that win. Uh, the World Grid, 78-minute goal. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we've had some great meetings against them in the past. Right, Paul, how do you see the game going? Well, you just said there that Doncaster haven't scored a goal. They don't need to, do they? You know, they're sitting nice and comfortable. They're going to be mid-table. They're not going to make the playoffs. I, I think they just see the season out. Um, so I'll put us down for going nicking a win because we need to. Adam C. Yeah, Paul's right there. These are the games where we need to take advantage of of the other team's situation. You know, we're gonna we need to be full of fight, not we? And we are going to be. And it's whether those other teams, you know, as you say, they're, they're not going to be fighting to stay up. They're not going to be fighting to get promoted probably at this point. So, you know, they're going to be looking at it and thinking this is a perfect game for them to to turn their form around. But again, there's more at stake for us, so it's it's paramount that we get we get something on Saturday, whether that's a point or a win. But it is the it is the time that we're gonna have to start picking up wins. So yeah, I'm hoping you know if we can get a repeat of that result nearly three years ago. Uh, I know I know we've no Will Grigg, but I, uh, maybe a Jamie Proctor can become the hero on the on Saturday. So yeah, I'll I'll go with a, a nice clean sheet one nil, hopefully. Just and anything. Yep. Yeah. So back back to me, I finally got home. Uh, my dad's going to give us the prediction for this evening. So what do you think, Dad? Doncaster against Wigan, what's your prediction? 2-0 oh. to Doncaster. <laughs> That's a bit. You can tell my dad likes Bolton, can't you? 
Yeah, that'll be cut out, so don't worry about it. My prediction, I think it's one of them games, to be honest, where moving, I don't know, it's a tough one because they're in terrible form. It depends like whether they turn up or not, but it, it could be that type of game that we can just roll the sleeves up and, uh, you know, just get a win by one goal to nil. So I'm going to go for one nil. Fantastic. Well, I'm going for one nil as well. Short and sweet tonight while we've been quite busy. Up the takes and come on, let's go and do Doncaster on Saturday. Let's get them Donnies done. So good night from me. Good night, everyone. Up the takes. Up the takes. Up the takes.